wreck the car and then you go you know you go outside like yeah and you know he wrote a successful book like somehow they bought the same house it just looks better but you know (laughs) yeah Well, I mean, one thing that could have potentially <laughs> happened is, you know, the timeline changed. Th- things right. still have to, ha- like, you know what I mean? Like, you, you, you may have fixed your parents, but you fucked up your own timeline. So mm-hmm. now you have uh, an inferiority complex, and that's the way that that's that's your contribution to the timeline. That's what happened to Marty was that he has no recollection of his past whatsoever, and you know. Imagine, yeah. imagine that. By the way, like if if that were to happen, and just based on what it seems like, and he isn't there for very long, you know, basically overnight, and then the next morning, Doc picks him back up. That dude has no idea the family that he's living with. None. <laughs> he doesn't re- like. He doesn't. He he doesn't just instantly gain the knowledge of the 1985 that he's in. Jeff, <laughs> that's true. I. That is something that always fucks me up with time travel movies when timelines get changed. And it used to, like, creep me out when I was a little kid. Because I would be like, but it's not the same person. Right. It's completely like, different. That, that other person's basically dead. And that's why Severance fucks me up so much. Is because it's like, it doesn't have anything to do with time travel. But it is this thing where it's like, when you're at work, you have no recollection of your outside life and when you're on the outside you have no recollection of your work life so you're basically like two separate completely different human beings and that like messes with my head dude yeah i mean like everything that everything that happened in marty's life didn't happen so while he is a person he is someone that was born all of his memories are to a family that doesn't exist anymore yeah so when he so when he kind of fades back into reality he should then have some sort of different memory set or that's the way that you would think it would happen but it didn't yeah. happen like that no when he no, wakes because up the next surprised. day yeah. yeah yeah he's like talking to his parents like what do you mean we wrecked the car and it's like the, the wreck the car and then you, go, you know you go outside yeah. like yeah and you know he wrote a Dad, successful book like somehow they bought the same house it just looks better but like, you know <laughs> yeah it, all of that all of that that previous like turmoil is gone. Like yeah. the, the life that he grew up in is gone. What happens if Marty McFly is actually a loser in that life? And he, you know what I mean? Like, I guess he still landed with Jennifer again somehow, but you know, the, the parents that, that he knew. Sweet truck. Yeah. 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 You still got the street sweet. There was an upgrade there. Um, welcome everybody to heroes, villains and rock and roll. We are at episode 20. Uh, we took last week off. Yeah. Um, to uh, some scheduling conflicts, and frankly, I think we all just needed a needed a breather, and mm-hmm. uh, I appreciate it. And I'll tell you that. Uh, but here we are, episode twenty. Uh, the upside to doing uh, the episode today instead of last week is there wasn't another episode of us talking about Obi Wan before it came out, and instead <laughs> we get to talk about all three episodes that have come out since uh, we did our last uh, our last recording. So that'll be fun. Um, but, I can uh, talk about two of them. I have not okay. seen the third. Well, you, you're going to have to apple juice your way right the fuck out. Hour, so. yeah, you're going you're gonna to have to apple your juice right, right the way out of right the it's fuck out It's all leading up to a fight between Vader and Obi-Wan. It's, I don't really care. Yeah, so. It's going to happen a whole lot sooner than you think. Let's talk about the news <laughs> from the week that was. 
Okay, so um, I, I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on this, but I do think that it's it's it you know it's in the news and it's worth talking about, and you know um, I'm assuming that uh, some of you haven't looked at the 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 doc yet, or I would have been yelled at already for even putting it on here. But I don't think we've addressed it at all in the in the the weeks that it's been going on. But Amber Heard sucks. <laughs> um. So she uh, she lost her court case against Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp was, I mean, they technically they both won. They were both found liable, but the uh, uh, the the jury then returned a decision that basically awarded Johnny Depp extra money from what he was asking. Um, so they basically found more merit in his case than in hers. Uh, ha ha. Um, but uh, yeah, Amber Heard sucks. Uh, I don't know yeah. if you guys followed through with that at all. I know a lot of the folks in my Discord uh, were posting, like, daily fucking updates. Like, they were enthralled with this, like it was the OJ mm. case. Um, but Nowhere uh, near as interesting. Nowhere near. No. Nobody even no. got murdered. No, zero people got murdered. Johnny Depp did lose a finger. Um, Allegedly. And somebody pooped. And so, <laughs> In the bed. Pooped in the bed. I, who pooped the bed? Allegedly lost a finger. I can't do his like weird Johnny yeah. Depp voice. Yeah, he's like, no, no, sure. If I did that much MDMA, I would be dead. I don't. <laughs> that actually sounds a lot like a rather subdued Jesse Ventura. <laughs> like Jesse yeah, you Jesse get a little more Midwestern in there. I walked into my compound and I saw there that Amber Heard poop on my on yes. my bed, and I said, "What are you doing?" Yes. <laughs> Yes. Fantastic. That's great. I heard that the Anunnaki are coming down and turning all the pyramids <laughs> That's into the new communists. Bit. <laughs> That's the new bit. I'm going to ask you for a Jesse Ventura take on every podcast moving forward. Oh, Friend of the show, okay. Jesse Ventura. Friend of the show. He listens every week. Um, anyway, I don't want to spend all that much time on it, but it is, it, you know, Amber Heard sucks. Um mm-hmm. They yeah. both suck. They yeah, both I was going to say, I think the, the I lesson wish them... here is that everybody sucks. <laughs> um, so it's it, we're two weeks removed now. Again, we, we should have talked about this last week, uh, and we can even we don't even really have to talk about it because I, um, I want to talk about it. We've talked about it a little bit uh, in the in the the the, the week that was to, like we got together and talked about Halo, but fuck that series sucked, man. It I really. <laughs> God, there is no, there's not a single episode that's like that's like a standout. Like, it just wasn't good. Uh, just none of it. The story was bad. Um, it wasn't fun. Um, you know, you the the ultimate payoff never even really happens. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. just, it's just not good. And I mean, DeCarlo, I know that this is kind of like a me and you thing. We've we've been the ones that have been on this train. <laughs> You've been so um, Yeah. <laughs> for through thick and thin man we, we, we made it to the end asher was like why do you keep watching this i'm like because i'm a completist yes oh my god because i refuse to admit defeat this bad show will not defeat right. me and it's like I'm well you know what the end. you're i watched three whole episodes so guess what halo i'm gonna keep watching yeah you got three out of me now that you're gonna was... get me for all six <laughs> oh eight that yeah that that last episode i here here's here's the most telling thing about that last episode is that like last thursday or whatever i was like bored and like i was like i don't really like i'm caught up on everything like um you know do i want to read a book nah do i want to take a walk nah 
I'll watch the new episode of Halo. And and I realized I like pulled up Paramount and it was like stream the entire like season. And I was like, wait, the one that I watched was the last episode. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. It it's ridiculous. Jeff, you were your prediction was correct though. They waited to use the proper Halo theme until the last episode. Yep. Um when they fought on the on the sand planet. Yeah. I didn't Not see Halo. I didn't see and I I I want to come up with a witty name for her. You had one. It was what was it? It was it was a good one too. Um <laughs> But the the blessed one or whatever her her actual name was, I didn't oh, yeah. see her murder coming. Um, I thought she was going to be around in season two, but I guess that makes way for the, um, what's the Halo two, uh, Covenant character that you the Arbiter, the Arbiter, right? the Arbiter. Arbiter yeah. I was so just going to ask, does he show up? Oh, uh, they're setting up for the yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think that that's the. I think that's probably the ultimate plan. You can bring him into season two because now, now you don't really have this tying figure uh, between the Covenant and, and the humans. Um, but I mean, it, honestly, I, 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 I'm not even gonna lie. I will probably watch season two, but it's <laughs> the only reason I would watch season two is to see how bad it can get from here. <laughs> because I, I mean, it's it's just not. You you have officially answered the only question I can even muster for this fucking behemoth of a show. I can now go dunk my head in a box of quaaludes. Like I wow. oh god, I'm so done with it. I, ah, Halo, fuck you. It's not good. <laughs> it's not it's really good. a shame. It's really it's a bad. shame because it had it had a really good opportunity to do something cool and fun and different while maintaining the the cool lore of Halo and and showing you a neat origin story. And we know that that's that type of story can be done. Um, it's just it's, it just doesn't it doesn't land, man. It doesn't land. It never it never gets its feet underneath it. Um, you know it it focuses on all of the wrong yeah. pieces of lore. <laughs> like, we, were, <laughs> we were talking about that this weekend. We were hanging out, and uh, yeah. we mentioned that like you know the way to do a Halo show that would be easy and more effective is to like have Master Chief not be the main character, but follow a main character who's fighting alongside yeah. Do the dread thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, you can't... He's a he's a helmet and a gun. Like, it, there's he's no... He's you. Yeah. Yes. Yes. He's a player He's starter. designed... If you want that, like, I one of the, one of my favorite parts of the series is in, is from the first episode, from the first fifteen minutes, where they do and they do it again in the in the last episode where they do this point of view of like the Halo, you know, multiplayer overlay in your first person watching like as Master Chief, you know, fighting the Covenant. And I wish they would have done that more because it gives a very interesting feel, and it was done way better than what happened in Doom. But the the end all be all is that. Um, you can still do that really cool effect without, and, and let me say let me say this too. I think that I think that having Master Chief as the main character is a doable feat. I think it's easier to write him as a secondary character, and and make it successful. Um, like we had talked about with Dread, you know, we we talked a lot about that at the fire that we had this weekend. But um, I think there is a way to make him a main character and make him interesting enough. And, you know, the introduction of Cortana, uh, Cortana was the way to do that, but they just kept tripping over themselves. Like yeah. they had to make him a person 
but they never made him relatable. Like he was never once relatable through the whole series. You're, you're, you're absolutely right, and I think you've kind of like hit the nail on the head why why that was so frustrating. It is because they are like, well, we're gonna make Master Chief like a fully fleshed out human being, but there's nothing. Yeah, you're absolutely right. There's nothing relatable about him. So you're gonna put in all this work to make Master Chief like a well rounded character, and at the end of the day, you can't really identify with anything that he's doing or going through and like all the revelations he has are are so like they just like land with a thud and his performance is yeah i i like that actor he's me too he was was in orange is the new black hilarious he was in um american gods awesome in that but he is so stoic and i think i think that that's part of the issue i think that he his performance i think he did the best with what he could with what he had oh yeah but yeah. Um, you know that if you're not given a whole lot in terms of a script, um, you know if the writing of your character is that bad, you're you're pushed into a corner. And whether you're a good actor, I mean Hayden Christensen is another great example. If you don't have anything to work with, it is what it is. You're fucked. You're Anybody? Fucked. Yeah. It's, if it, you yeah. you have a city script, you don't have anything. You're, you're screwed, man. I mean, like I said, I, I will watch season two just because I want to see how bad it can get from here. I, I honestly don't believe it will be around for much more than a, a second season mm. unless they they unfuck themselves in a hurry. Yeah, I think I think. Yeah, my big thing is and, and see, this is this is the design of it. You know, this is their whole objective. And, and I'm going to fall into it, too, where I'm like, well, I do want to see Halo. Like, I do want to see him on Halo. I do yeah. want to see the flood. So yeah, you'll keep watching reach. because there's none of that. There's no flood. There's you see Halo and dream sequences for like a brief moment. It's just it, I I am convinced and I'm probably wrong, but Hollywood has done this plenty of times. I mean, you hear a lot about it with diehard movies where they take random action movie scripts and they they got to figure out what to do with them. So they go in and they do a find and replace and change the main character's name to John McClane. That's like a fact. <laughs> it honestly felt like this was a sci-fi show that they had laying around that they didn't know what to do with, and they got mm-hmm. the rights to Halo, and they made it a Halo show. It's yeah. so bizarre to me. It's so... It just, I don't have, fits. Like, yeah, and I don't have any problem with... Like I said, I'm not even like the biggest Halo guy past Halo 2, so I don't know a ton about the lore and stuff, but at the same time, like... Like, you know, so, like, I'm not beholden to this property. I'm not, like, an angry fan. But at the same time, it's like, can I get, like, some kind of Halo stuff? Well, that's, and I think that's that's the key to it, because I'm, I'm the same way. Like, I'm not a massive Halo fan. You know, my, my favorite memories of, of, of Halo are chilling out in the apartment playing it, and that was, what, Halo 2? Um, I haven't played a Halo game really since then. Like, I, it's not like I'm well-vested in the lore or have any idea what happens beyond you know the story of halo 2 like that's it i know halo 2 and halo 3 and i've played the fall of reach that's all that i know but what i can tell you about the halo series is that it's not good because it's not written well the story sucks yeah if it was a good story it wouldn't matter what the story was if it was a good story it would still be it would still be fine Mm-hmm. Regardless of whether or not it matched up with the lore of Halo, and you wouldn't right. be able to tell me the difference either way because I don't know. Yep. But what I can tell you is that the story wasn't good. Um, Halo for me, th- those games were the kind of the beginning of the end for 
those of us who enjoy a good story in a video game. Like I, I beat Halo Two, and I'm like, this, I this is a full price game. Like how I, I'm like eight hours into this or whatever. Yeah. Like it wasn't much. And I'm like, oh, it's for the, it's designed for online play. Uh, yeah, I see. I mean, they don't even, they don't even really, you know, hide it anymore. You have, you have games no. that don't even come with a, a single player, yeah. attached. No Battlefront. No. Yeah. Uh, well, Battlefield's the same way. It's it doesn't have a single player basically so um they killed my fucking beloved rainbow six yeah mm. yep speaking of uh things that we have lost um we've had two really really fantastic actors uh pass away in the last several weeks and it it would be uh it would be a travesty for us not to mention especially these two <clears throat> particular actors uh, I know one of them, um, it, that being Fred Ward, uh, had a massive impact on me in my childhood through Tremors. Um, that was one of those movies that my dad and I would sit down and watch, uh, Tremors and Tremors 2. Um, basically, anytime they were on, that was like, and I mean, for I don't think we've ever talked about it on the podcast, but my dad passed away when I was 14. So having that positive memory of him, like that's one of those nostalgic movies that still to this day, like if I see it on, I'm watching Tremors or Tremors 2, period. Um, so Fred Fred Ward had a massive, uh, massive impact on my childhood. Um, so that was a really sad, uh, that was a really sad loss for me personally. Uh, Ray Liotta also passing away. Um, unfortunately, that's another one of those movies with, with it being um, Field of Dreams, um, you know, where it's, I, I have fond memories of me and my father watching that movie. So that movie was everywhere when we were yeah, kids. It was like yeah. always You know he television. never saw it? I, I don't doubt it. He <laughs> never. Of, I believe that. He, he never saw the movie. I guess whenever they were filming it, his mom was really sick. Um, and it's like an emotional, it was an emotional thing for him. So he never saw Field of Dreams. But uh, yeah. Ray Liotta and Fred Ward passing away over the last several weeks. And, uh, I mean, you know, again, both, uh, both tragic, tragic losses, fantastic mm -hmm. actors. Mm -hmm. Ray Liotta, uh, also did Tommy Versetti in Vice City, which was, uh, excuse me, two of them. Um, Ew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 no, to Tommy Versetti. I was. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that, Jeff, because I wanted time, to bring man. that up. That that was that was one of the first times when I'm like, you know what? Video games are fucking going places. Like this is this is legitimately a cool, great, like well acted character in yeah. a video game. Like, I mean, it's it, it's Scarface in a in a in a oh absolutely in a video yeah. game I mean, that yeah. isn't. I mean, they eventually released a Scarface video game, but. Um, sure. You know, GTA ified. I, aside from you know his his acting um, performances and and I mean, there's countless movies that we can reference. Um, you know, on top of the ones that you already know too, that we really don't need to talk about. Um, you know, him being typecast as the gangster. Um, if you haven't had the opportunity to see the movie Smoking Aces, it's another one of the jewels uh, with Ray Liotta in it. Um, it's, 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 it's another really, really good. And it's kind of off the beaten path. I um, forgot all about that movie. Mm -hmm. It's fucking fantastic. It's one of it my is. favorite, like just fun movies. I mean, Ryan Reynolds is in it. Ben Affleck's in it. Um, uh, fucking Alicia Keys. 
I think I think Chris Pine An plays a Chris hillbilly. Pine yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, my my brain merges that with lucky number eleven, probably yes. because I have early onset dementia. But no, <laughs> I, I I sort of do the same thing, and there. But I, and I like both movies so much that I've I've I watched them recently. Yeah. Um. But yeah, just another really really good um. Kind of like shoot 'em up action movie that you can you can sit down and has Ray Liotta playing an FBI agent, which isn't something that he he did all that often. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, two two guys that um, you know, prolific careers, and uh, you know, it's it, it was it was a sad sad couple of weeks in terms of the uh, the folks that we've you know we've lost. But uh, yeah, R.I.P. to uh, Ray Liotta and Fred Ward. All right, now for the reason that everybody's actually here, uh, Foreman, <laughs> if you just want to go. Yeah, I can do that. That's, I mean, it's completely up to you if you want to take the next couple minutes off. Just go get a drink. Please stay and call us nerds and make fun of us. Yes. Get some water or maybe, I don't know. Watch I don't know what you can do. Do best wars. Do something. I mean, do the dishes. So, Kenobi, uh, <laughs> Obi-Wan Kenobi has come out uh, and and released there. The, we are now on episode three. It's unfortunate that Leenok hasn't seen episode three because I'm going to talk about it. That's um, fine. That's fine. So, uh, the first two episodes, uh, I, I will let you guys uh, kind of give me your thoughts first on, on what you've seen. Um, and, well, we can go into the third episode, too. And, you, you, you know, tell me what you uh, tell me what you guys think. Um and then we'll uh, we'll get into how racist Star Wars fans are here in a second. Oh my God! Thank you. I I, I want to put people on blast because that shit Me too. is nonsense. Um, yeah, stupid. No, I I enjoyed I enjoyed what I saw. Um, I think that Ewan McGregor. I mean, no surprise is is kicking ass and and gives the the series a lot of gravitas and and like it's just fun to see him play that role again, but an older, unsure, maybe slightly like you know, um, self-doubting version, a slightly more self-doubting version of Kenobi. I loved, uh, John real quick, before we go any further, yeah, yeah, yeah. wait until yeah. you see the third episode. Okay. It's not even a self-doubt. He gets legitimately scared, actually okay. scared when he sees Darth Vader for the first time. Okay, cool. Um, like visibly frightened, like, oh, fuck. I am I, done. I, I, thought that the um i like that we get to see um baby leia i'm just gonna call her baby leia uh i thought that there were i'm like they're they're spending an awful lot of time with her but it was you know that little girl does an okay job little kids in movies usually drive me nuts but she didn't drive me nuts so that's good um but uh i i liked kenobi doing you know fending off the the space bounty hunters we were talking about before and and i thought those scenes were fun uh i have to and this is going to tie in a little bit <laughs> uh to what we're going to talk about later but the inquisitors gave me a fucking rash every time they opened one of them started talking i don't oh, know yeah. if it's the writing the acting or both i'm inclined to think it's the the the, the script seems a little bit bad with their their dialogue which i'm the, the inquisitors were always so fun and and evil and cool in in like rebels and whatnot i'm i'm surprised that this that that this is the way they're they're doing it but um i will say that it, okay 
I don't like the main the, the Grand Inquisitor. I don't understand like Jason Isaacs doesn't isn't doing much these days. He could have been fucking devastatingly ter- like terrifying in that role. They should have just cast Jason Isaacs instead of that guy. Because that guy I, I understand what what the fuck's his name again? Rupert Friend. I understand, you know, I haven't Wait, seen anything what? with him and he's yeah. a decent actor. That's but... Rupert Friend underneath that what? makeup. Are you serious? One hundred percent. Isn't that disappointing? Yeah. man, yeah. Two episodes in, he's not doing much for me acting. <laughs> like, well, oh, it's not going to be a problem anymore. Did you ever see I kind of figured. I figured. Um, Wait I... a minute. I thought that happened in the second episode. It happened in the second episode. Okay. Yeah. I don't. Th- I don't think it's it's Moses Ingram's fault, but her in particular, like the, her line delivery and like her parkouring around, she was driving me nuts through the whole yeah. thing. Um. I was like, why would, why are we doing this? Like, this I is think, dumb. Like, I think that they made a mistake in the writing for her, and it's not, it's and not again, her I, fault. I, I no, absolutely not. I think she's delivering on a performance that she's given. Um, and I think, I think that the writing mistake that they made is there is an obvious motivation beyond just getting Obi Wan. And if there isn't, then they missed, they missed the boat. They, because there, there should be something else. There should be another reason beyond just trying to impress Vader, which is, what they allude to in the third episode. Right. Um, she needs something else. Just one more little piece, like, you know, Obi-Wan ignored her one time. Like, literally, that's all it would need to be. Um, it, it, there just needs to be one more piece of information that makes her more important to Obi-Wan's story. And if that comes out in episode four and we, we further understand why she's doing what why she's obsessed with him i think everything else gets redeemed um but I, honestly the 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 lines in the third in the third episode between her and the other inquisitors i feel like are worse than the first two episodes oh it's no. it's it's pretty bad it's really oh, not good. i thought the first two were awful oh, <laughs> it's boy. fairly it's limited you only have maybe five minutes of dialogue between them but it's it's not it's very bumpy and you know it's i mean they're they're essentially mustache twirlers like i get it they're not they're not exactly thin or not exactly deep interesting characters yeah. but like i just but they weren't like distractingly bad in rebels or clone you know what i mean like i think just yeah. rebels right one well, again yeah. I, I mean i think the best inquisitor we've seen is the second sister from fallen order um like she just kills she murders that that the performance the whole thing everything it's great it's exactly what you want an inquisitor to be and again mm-hmm. good motivation you know what i mean like has a reason to be after these particular people um <clears throat> so um but yeah anyway I, 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 I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I have theories on her character, but again, I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, you can't, you know, you can't like tell the audience like, well, we're getting, we're going somewhere with this, you know, like yeah, you got characters plus to stand on their own before you kind of arrive at that point. Um, I am watching it for ewan mcgregor at this Same. point and no other reason i i um I, it's i just i'm starting to i i can't take it anymore <laughs> <laughs> it's i can't i can't fucking take 
desert anymore. I can't take one city. I I can't do it. And I mean, I know there's some like stuff on Alderaan or whatever, but man, I'm just like it is such a limited universe to me. It, it's it's crazy, and it's, it's just not, like though. they just so, keep fucking it up so and doing John, it wrong. One of the things it's that, not limited. <laughs> like they just keep Carlos, doing the wrong thing. DeCarlo's mentioning it because that we actually end up back on another fucking desert planet. It's not Tatooine. Yeah, it's a different it's like desert planet. Another desert okay. planet. I, I need to get this out because I'm going to fucking explode. I'm so sick of people saying Star Wars is limited. It's so limited. You can't do. No, you can do shit with it. You just need fucking people that are worth a damn doing well, your fucking shows. Well, the, well, fucking Obi Wan Kenobi. I, okay, here's another. Here's another beef I have with this show. Okay, they've been touting it for how fucking long? A year and a half or something. When do we get our first fucking trailer? Like. It, like, another thing that bugged me about it was I thought parts of it looked okay, parts of it looked very TV, like, cheap. And I, oh. I'm like, this is your flagship. This uh, is now your fucking flagship. Why does this look like a sci-fi channel? Sh like, there I was, were parts of it where I was just like, what are you doing? Anyway, go ahead. I, I, I was about to bring that up because in this new episode, when they go to another desert planet, <laughs> he is on a desert planet, and in the background and in the shot are just... California Joshua trees. If they, if we see like just uh, Joshua trees, and it's like you're not even hiding the fact that you just like sh shot in like the deserts of California. Like space has Joshua. Like they didn't even make them space Joshua trees. Like it was so distracting. It looked like a fan film. If we see Vasquez rocks in the next episode, I'm done. I give up. <laughs> if okay. we see that famous cave, like the one that the '60s Batmobile always came out of, like yeah. Fuck you! Like, give me some effort, God damn well, it! I, yeah, you're and and you're you're right. You're right. I mean, it's really funny that even with the mainline, you know, prestige media that the Star Wars franchise is cranking out, they've come full circle in what Red Letter Media used to call about fan films, desperate weirdos in the woods. Now it's just <laughs> desperate weirdos in the desert, but they yes. have a lot of money. They have a lot of money. Well, they go. They to the don't woods do too, anything but... with it. They don't do anything with it. So, so yeah. Listen, I. I'm not even I like I I you know obviously I respect you guys' opinions or I wouldn't have asked for them. Um I enjoy it obviously way more than you you two do. Um I I am on board to see the Kenobi Vader confrontation like that. I want to see them explore that. I that is I, what's keeping me afloat. I like the I like the first episode, and I like the second episode, I like the third episode. Um I don't have a whole lot of notes aside from the dialogue between the Inquisitors that I have an issue with. I, you know, the end all be all is that we're like, we're like not in space. So it does bother me that they, they filmed obviously this, this show on another des in another desert environment or arid type environment when you, you have so many other options that you could do. And I know that they probably didn't want to spend a fuckload of money on CGI, but I, I, like seeing earth flora and fauna doesn't that doesn't really that doesn't really what, bother where's the, me where's the money going though this is the only to thing pay fucking ewan mcgregor and hayden christensen john oh they're not paying hayden christensen dick he hasn't <laughs> okay. done anything for 20 fucking okay. years he sure. owns a farm in sure, Canada. Give, him a, give him a goddamn I, I don't know a huffy or something he'll do the goddamn <laughs> show for you uh, Ewan McGregor. Okay, so that's fair. If, if that's probably, and he's an executive producer, so he's getting he's getting that EP that. money. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's getting that money. Um, shows he's up in pocketing series, everything. Like... Ewan McGregor's behind it all. I'm I'm calling it. He's pocketing half the fucking budget, and we're getting 
sci-fi original goddamn Farscape prick. Anyway. Again, I I don't I, I understand I can understand the frustration in the in the background stuff, but as a Star Wars fan, like I we we've said this about the Mandalorian, and I I feel it with this show too. Like this is the one show that we've been asking for forever, whether it be in yeah. movie form or show form. the The most important thing of this show to me is the story, <clears throat> and and how they're developing Obi Wan. And his story of the things that happened between the last time we saw him and the next time we see him. And I think that that's the one thing that they're doing beautifully. Um, you especially see it in episode three when, like, he has to, like, make up a story on the fly and figure out a way to get away from the Imperials. And it's not just all, like, constant confrontation like you would imagine um, it would have been if he were off planet. You know, it's it's a lot of the hiding and the... And again, the first time he sees Vader and, you know, they get into a lightsaber fight, it is not Duel of the Fates. It is not, you know, Battle of the Heroes. It is fucking clunky and the dude doesn't remember how to use the lightsaber and he's like fucking barely holding on. And, you know, and again, the first time he sees Vader when he's Vader's like walking down this street in this town He's like staring out the window like, I am fucked. I'm fucked. You're fucked. We're fucked. All of us. All of us. He is going to kill all of us here. And then, as Vader's walking down the street, he proceeds to fucking kill people for looking at him. Just no reason. Just force chokes a dude, yanks him out of a building, kills him, kills his son, just breaks his neck for literally no reason because he said dad i think um kills another guy just dra- like literally is forced dragging him down the street as he continues to walk he's dragging him behind him like it's the old west and the dude just has a lasso around him um i mean vader's a fucking badass the whole time um and the see that's where i really think the dialogue makes up for all of the other shit like one of the lines that obi-wan says is look at what you've become to vader and Vader replies, I've only become what you made me. And again, James Earl Jones delivering as Vader as he always has and probably always will. Um, don't, don't jinx the man. Oh, God. It's, uh, hey, listen, you know, he's what a, a prolific he's, he's career. He's fucking up there. As <laughs> yeah, I know saying. he is. <laughs> and uh, he's, he's he was old when like, they did the original. They, yeah. they wheel him and John Williams into the booth every fucking <laughs> Star Wars show, man. Slobbering um, John Williams. <laughs> Wheeling them into the old fucking conductor's booth. So, I mean, I, I understand you guys have, have your qualms with it. I don't have those qualms. I my, The only thing I have is the clunky dialogue from the Inquisitors, and that's so few and far between that I don't like. I don't I don't care. The, the, uh, I the mean, story, this story is good. It can, it can only be the drama between Kenobi and Vader and trying desperately to figure out how to keep Vader off of the, the kids' tracks. Like, that's the only thing the show could possibly like the overarching story could be. I mean, obviously there's going to be twists and turns. I understand that, but Flea will come back. Flea will come back. No, and he's dead. He's done. I'm Flea sure will. He got cut in half. <laughs> I think he got cut up. I'm, I'm, I'm just, he went into I went the lightsaber ninjutsu, man. It's not a deal breaker for me, Jeff. I was just, I felt that even compared to the Mandalorian, I'm like, why does this look and feel cheaper than the fucking Mandalorian? Like, 
The Mandalorian was it came out of nowhere and it w- and it fucking won its fan base by being a worthwhile show. Like they have the built-in fan base for this show. People who have been waiting like idiots like us for the last year and a half to see this fucking thing. Like I wanted to see the movie they were first going to make and then when that fucking when that shit hit the fan because Solo tanked and Rogue One or didn't do what they wanted it to. All of a sudden, now we're going to do an original series because Mandalorian was successful. And it's like... I, I just want to remind you, the first two episodes of The Mandalorian yeah. took place on an ice planet uh-huh. and then a <laughs> desert planet. Right. Entirely. Okay. I'm, okay. I'm not saying... I'm not okay. I'm not saying it's the saying we're on episode three. Let's like you know. I'm just I'm just the production value is a little underwhelming. That's all. <laughs> I'm I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> I I think it's going to be worthwhile. I'm not saying. I'm like I said, it's not a deal breaker. But um, I I think there's. I don't I don't know. Like yeah. Like again. Like I'm like watching it for you and McGregor, and I'm curious about how they're like gonna like how they're fleshing out that character in that like in between time like so there's stuff i really like i like the fact that he works like a shitty factory job (laughs) just to make ends meet i like the fact that he steals food and then you find out that he's stealing food to give it to his space Space camel camel. Um, (laughs) that's that's nice um i like when he finds out that vader's a lie like the the restraint of how they did that with just having that slow kind of push in on him in a close-up yeah when the when the inquisitor says like oh yeah like darth vader's like you didn't you didn't kill that dude and it's just a close-up of his face and he's like going through like 800 different emotions at once one of them being like oh shit like i didn't finish finish this like job basically like i you and i were talking about this earlier this week to carl he he is quite quite obviously single-handedly carrying the show for me like his performance um and and uh, yeah i mean there i don't know there are just some there are some things in it that i i find pretty refreshing and then it just kind of goes back into the the star wars stuff i I guess my thing with it is there's no real tonal i can't nail down what they want to do with the tone or the feel of it um so it just feels like to me like a show with obi-wan kenobi in it like you talk about the mandalorian everyone makes references to like well it's like a spaghetti western but star wars and stuff like that and like um to me it's just like a show it's weird it's just like a science fiction show with obi-wan kenobi in it I, i don't find the score uh to be compelling at all like it's it seems very cobbled together because they, I imagine they wanted to get it out as fast as possible. But he's really good in it, um, and I hate. I, I just, I I hate. Just leave it. I hate. Um, I just I I. This is for me, and I know a lot of people love it, and and I get that. But but I, um, like when, things are random and um happenstance and um you know organic through character agency and and i'm slowly starting to learn that that is no longer um 
star like the aim of a lot of star wars it's very much this is all kind of predestined everything has a history everything has a backstory everything has a reason for being somewhere everything every random prop you see in the background the, uh, the, the fucking toy toy t16 toy yeah yeah i don't <laughs> need the toy to have a backstory yes yes i that and was... it kind of ruins luke for me to be honest <laughs> <laughs> that's what ruined luke for you um well here's the thing i think it undermines why luke is the way that he because obi-wan literally says well i wanted i want to give him this space toy so then he'll realize that there's more out there and every time he looks at this space toy he'll go i want to go to space and i want to go on adventures and i'm like luke is the farm boy archetype like the small town kid that wants to like get out of the small town like that is something that was like is his personality and that's what makes him him for then the show to be like well there was a point to that little toy spaceship it was to make luke feel like there was something better i'm like did like i just thought luke was like that because that's what that's like a that's like a character archetype of like the farm person that wants to leave the farm or the kid that doesn't want to work for his dad and wants to like, you know, like go to New York or something. And now it's predestined and now it has a, now there's like a mythology behind it. And, and I'm starting to realize that that is what a large majority of Star Wars fans like. And yeah, that I, I'm one of those fans. Be what, what Star Wars is now. And I guess I kind of like, that's why I'm kind of starting to check out. Because like, I want I, when I'm one of those guys. Happen. Like I'm one of those guys. As soon as I saw that, I was like, "Oh, that's cool." Like I didn't read into it any beyond that. Like I was just like, "Oh, that's neat. Okay, cool. That's how we got the it, toy. It was a gift." It wouldn't be a problem if it weren't every single one of these gigantic franchises doing stuff like that. Like everything has to have a, a fucking a backstory. And I'm not that didn't bother me at all with this with Kenobi per se, but just that kind of shit in general in. I mean, you name it, like any kind of nostalgia fucking major franchise that just pulls those little things out like for no reason, like like Penny Benjamin from Top Gun, shit like that. Like I it just drives me nuts. Um, but uh, uh, I, I understand where you're coming from, Carlo, and I think that I'm, I'm interested to see where it goes. And I, I, I everybody's watching for Kenobi Vader. That's the I think that's that's a fair bet. Um I I will say that I I liked parts of seeing Corellia and the Organa or not Corellia the fucking uh, Alderaan and the the uh, you know the Organa family and all that kind of shit that was kind of fun doesn't necessarily um, I don't know Baby Lay is fine I just wanted to throw a little more positivity in there before I turn into old man yells at cloud again. Um, yeah, I'm really surprised you guys have as big of a negative take on it as 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 you do. I I I'm I'm very shocked. Um, uh, yeah, I I just you know it's just it's for me. Uh, I I feel like I'm starting to get to that point with a lot of these franchises where I'm just like it's so oversaturated for me. Yeah, that That's I'm fair. like. Uh, that's like, exactly that I mean that's exactly how how Foreman feels. I get it. Are you still yeah. there, Foreman? You still with us? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm still dishes. here. Foreman stepped himself with a fork <laughs> <by me. laughs> 
I just made a protein shake, and since somebody mentioned Inquisitors, it made me think of Warhammer 40K, so I started reading lore that I actually enjoy. There you go. <laughs> so I'm just kind of zoned out. That's good. I think it's, it's you know, friendships are full of compromises. It's the essence of diplomacy. <laughs> yeah, it's the essence of diplomacy. Or the, the Larry David explanation of compromise. It's when two people come to an agreement that neither of them are happy about. Yes. <laughs> it's just, and I sit here and I think about the book and the movie Needful Things and how all of us for years wanted all these things and now that we're getting them and, and we just but it's not the way you wanted it. So, you know, caveat emptor, gentlemen. I I miss the I don't care whatever. I miss the mid nineties before all the prequels happened and and you could just kinda like as a little kid like just kinda dream about wh- where these stories could go and like all the this other lore, like all the expanded universe which is now just defunct <laughs> because Disney stepped in and said no. Uh, we're business daddy. Um, I, I I miss that era, and I especially miss having Star Wars that was just like, should I say a Star Wars fandom that was just love, and like everybody loves the same movies, and everybody's on same, you know, everybody can make the same inside jokes and whatnot. Um, but this, I, I, this is going to lead into the talk, the toxicity, the the shit that's going on right now. But I, I hate this this fucking PR machine of gaslighting the world, gaslighting the internet, and making trying to make people think that the prequels are loved and they're uh, you know they're excellent underrated films and all this other stuff. I, well, I have, hold on real quick. Uh, Let me say this real quick. <laughs> it has nothing to do with the films being good. Let's not let's not diminish someone's opinion uh, on the prequels just simply because you don't like them. It does because no no hold it no sh- sh- hold on for one second hold on for one second they are not good movies and we've said that on the podcast several times but that doesn't mean someone can't like them they can enjoy those films all the fuck they want it doesn't mean they're good they can be terrible but that doesn't mean someone's not going to like them because our nostalgia is the original trilogy but somebody else's nostalgia is that trilogy well that's another point that I want to mention is that you know I've heard you and McGregor say shit online about well with the movies we we the people who we made the movies for were the ones that loved them which he's implying children we were children i was 12 and i still thought it sucked like okay well some people didn't is my point (laughs) so like it doesn't just diminish their their enjoyment of the films if they like them okay who cares they like them just again we're having a conversation about kenobi you know, and we're 50-50 on it. You know, there's parts that you guys liked. There's parts that you didn't. I enjoyed the whole thing. Um, you know, it's, it is what it's it is. I'd say it's more like 75-25 because I hate all of it without exception. And the other well, you don't count because you haven't seen it either. So just go back to your corner and stay in your dark corner until you were, we, we tell you we're done with this. Then you can come back out. But, I mean, I, I just don't, I don't think it's fair to diminish people who actually do enjoy those films, whether they're whether they like them because they believe they're good and are wrong or they like them because it reminds them of something like it's just I don't I don't think that that's fair to label them. You can like whatever you, know what I mean? you like. But exactly. Exactly. I like Ghosts of Mars. Well, no, the way that you worded that at the, at, at the beginning was that you said, you know, let's not pretend that people like these movies and there are people that like these movies a lot of people that like these movies we're just not we're just not them (laughs) we're not those people
I'd rather watch Ghosts of Mars however many times in a row for however many number of episodes of Obi-Wan there are <laughs> than watch Obi-Wan or talk about Obi-Wan. I own Ghosts of Mars on DVD. <laughs> Ghosts of Mars. One of the worst movies ever. Oh, yeah, for sure. Can Definitely John Carpenter's that? worst movie. I, I, oh, this, without a doubt. This total aside, I, I'm not. I'm not trying to derail anything, but like, can you imagine if that actually was the third Escape from Earth movie or whatever he wanted to make? <laughs> Wasn't it originally it was supposed to be Escape from Earth, right? I think I so. Yeah. So yeah. Like, I I can't even imagine Kurt Russell in that fucking movie. Like, I there are flashbacks within flashbacks. It's the most nonsensical. Oh yeah. But, but um, I didn't know that could... that was where that was originally meant to be. Yes, yeah. I could probably see Logan. Kurt Russell in that because he's a professional. But well, there you go. Yeah. He owned John I Carpenter know. a favor. I, honestly, it probably would have made it a little more watchable having somebody who could actually act and has charisma in the lead instead of, and God knows I love her, Natasha Henstridge, who is wonderful to look at and absolutely fucking horrendous at her job. <laughs> See, I, I didn't hate Ice Cube in that movie. I, he's not the the reason it stinks. He's he's, he's not the it. lead though. He's in it for, uh, sometimes. That's true. <laughs> That's true. My brain puts him in that movie a lot more just because he's a lot better than the person I'm supposed to be following. And, uh, yes, Monsoor, you've seen it a lot more than I have in the last twenty years, I'm sure. But isn't he locked in a jail cell for like the first forty five minutes of the movie? Yeah, it's basically um assault, assault on, on precinct, precinct thir- thirteen. Yeah, so so he's he's imprisoned for for a good long time, and Natasha Henstridge and Jason Statham are just kind of walking around. And Jason Statham is like, "A ghost on Mars," <laughs> and Pam Greer's there for some reason. Pam well, Greer still looking great. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm, whenever you you said that, you said you actually liked Ice Cube in that movie. I'm trying to think of a movie that I didn't like Ice Cube in. <laughs> Uh, I have not seen Friday After Next. I'm sure he's seen... made. I'm sure he's made some clunkers. Friday After Next is fine. <laughs> um, yeah, it's not. It's not Friday, but it's not. It's not bad. What um, was that? Sure. There goes the family, or what? What was that fucking yeah, children's yeah, family car road trip? Oh, there goes the family. <laughs> I haven't seen that one. Are we there yet? Are, are we? we th- yeah, that's what I was that. thinking of. I was like, was it Daddy Daycare? No, it wasn't Daddy Daycare. What the fuck was? Um. um I mean, he's in the Jump Street movies, and he's fucking great in both. Of oh those. yeah, very funny. Um, very very funny. God, I wish they. Oh my god, are we there yet? Is fucking seventeen years old. Yes, it oh is. God. Yes, it fucking is. And they made a sequel to that, by the way. Are we done yet? Are we done yet? Yes. And I think there was a TV show for a while. Oh my god. But I don't think he was in it. Obviously, we're living no. in hell. Oh my god. Do you re- Do you remember movie? that? Like, Are we done yet? Was two thousand? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Do you remember that before? Because now it's now it's a uh now it's the opposite. People do this, but like, <clears throat> so I feel like it's a generational thing anymore. But like, do you remember like being young and seeing like a movie that you loved and hearing that like it's gonna be like they're gonna be a TV. There's gonna be like a TV show of it, and you're like, oh my god, that's gonna be awesome. Like like a TV show with like X character and blah 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 is gonna play them, and then like. You watch a TV show and you're like, why are they a different person? Right. Mm-hmm. And then I remember my parents like being like, well, because they're like a movie actor. They make too much money. They can't 
being a TV yeah. show. They don't have enough money. And now it's like the complete opposite where like all movie actors are like, give me a fucking TV show. Yeah. Yeah. I and need a TV show. Is where the people, quality is. Yeah. People who have never done TV before are jumping into TV. Like I, just, I heard Jodie Foster is going to be in a TV show. True, uh, the third detective, season of True right? Detective, yeah. Yeah, her first foray in the TV. Do you mean it's the fourth, fourth season? season? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, it... Uh, I didn't know it was True Detective. That's funny. Yes. Yeah, it sounds crazy. That ought to be fantastic. It takes I'm... place at an Arctic outpost. Holy oh, fuck. Oh, that's great. <laughs> I am there with bells and, on. And, and a horror... Uh, a, 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 a writer for like the Walking Dead series which whatever but like she also directed this like Shudder movie that was really good that was a horror movie so it's like are they gonna finally lean into like the horror stuff that they've been like cause like the first one like had a bunch of like cosmic horror elements and, and kind of like weaved it into like that like real world serialized version of the thing like, so it sounds like Jodie Foster versus the thing yeah well, that's exactly I don't like I hope it's a serialized version of the thing. <laughs> um, so, I I want to. This is this is off the wall since we're just completely off the rails here. Have have any of you seen the the Jim Baker, uh, Tammy Lynn Baker movie that came out a little while ago with Andrew Garfield and. Um, the eyes of Tim Chastain. Yes. It, yeah, Jessica it's, Chastain. It's, it's great. Yeah, I saw it. Rose and I watched oh, it one night. Man, is it a good movie? Mm-hmm. Holy Sounds shit! Like I dude. need to watch it. So it, it it's it's really really good. Um, I caught it. We were at a uh, a wedding. Was two. It was the weekend of the fifteenth of of May, and um, my wife was in the wedding. So I got our hotel room and like went checked in made sure that all of our shit was there so that she could bring her stuff from the venue to the hotel before the wedding so i i get to the hotel room and i i check in i bring all my shit upstairs and i just like randomly turn on the tv and whatever channel was on was what it was and the eyes of tammy faye was on so i like i'm like oh, okay well i've never seen this and i it, in truth i didn't know that i was really interested in it but i you know was getting my stuff unpacked and getting ready to get ready for the wedding so I it took me all of about five minutes for me to just watch it and be enthralled with what was unfolding before my eyes. Oh yeah, yeah, fan uh, fantastic. Directed a, by Michael Showalter, it's 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 great. Yeah, really, really, really good. Vincent I didn't know Michael Showalter directed it. Yep. Vincent D'Onofrio plays uh, Jerry Falwell. Um, oh just, just murders, dude. Just murders it. Uh, as Reverend. he, of course, he does. You know what I mean? Of course, he does. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, oh man, what a what a good, just a good flick. I like the the fact that that movie fi- finds a a way to both make fun of and like, you know, show compassion for those people. Yeah. Like it's 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 a fine line that they walk, and it's it's just really well done. Especially, yeah. I mean, especially Tammy Faye. Like especially oh, yeah. Tammy Faye. For sure. Um, that do- I don't know that it necessarily nurtures Jim Baker at all. Um, and definitely doesn't nurture uh, Jerry Falwell at all. But, you know, makes Tammy Faye seem like <laughs> basically she was addicted to uh, a whole bunch of painkillers. And that's kind of how she got through it. Um, yeah, it's a good watch if you ever if you ever find the time and the opportunity to. Uh, 
to, to sit down and, and catch it. It's a, it's a solid flick. Again, I watched it by accident, but I don't regret it at all now. Yeah. It moves, too. It's, it's really well paced. Yeah, it's yeah, like... yeah. It's uh, about two hours, I think, in mm-hmm. total. Doesn't feel like it, but yeah. Yeah, but it, it, it moves. Yeah, it, 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 it does a really good job. And again, Vincent D'Onofrio you know, murders again. Um, so, uh, Carlo, is this you talking to, wanting to talk about Ty West? Yes. I, I saw, I think I saw your Facebook post about, about this, this movie. I saw a couple movies last weekend and, um, <clears throat> first of all, well, one of them was the first movie that I've seen in theaters since the lighthouse. It's Hell been almost yeah. like two and a half years. So went back to theaters, went to see men, um, the Alex Garland movie who did Annihilation, that really crazy sci-fi like horror movie. He did um he did Ex Machina, of course. Uh he wrote Twenty Eight Days Later. He co wrote I think he wrote wrote Dread. Um and a lot of people think that he might have directed most of it. Um I didn't know that. Which a lot of visuals yeah. in this a lot of visuals in men kind of uh Asher and I turn to each other and we're like Hmm, interesting choice of visuals. I think I've seen that before. But um watch that. Uh we, we saw that. It's pretty good. Um the quote unquote elevated horror genre is getting um kind of wearing on me a little bit. Um uh, every horror movie wants to um be smart um first and foremost. Um and sometimes it feels like uh, someone comes up with a thesis statement before Uh, they come up with a movie idea um so you about halfway through men you're like i get it (laughs) i get what you're trying to say and it's an interesting message and it's it's a good movie but um yeah just i I, it's it's that post-hereditary thing man where it's just everything in a horror movie like we have to be elevated we can't call ourselves you know like and i'm sure alex garland would disagree with that alex garland is probably saying it's a horror movie um, and there's some good body horror in it. Rory Kinnear mm. is awesome in it, who is Tanner in the um, Daniel the Craig newest. Bond movies. Yes. He's, yeah. um, he's the creature in Penny Dreadful, the TV show. Um, that, that first season of that show is like one of the best seasons of like a horror TV show ever. Um, and he's, the performance is really good in it, and it's a very like subdued movie. But I was kind of just like, I just want, I, a couple weeks ago, you know, I was I was talking about how I was just like, I just want schlock horror again. Like, I love smart horror, and there's a place for smart horror. But when every horror movie is a smart horror movie, um, it just it just tires me out. Yeah. <laughs> um, I uh, uh, not to cut you off there, Dakota, but I, I just wanted to follow up real quick before we change topics on that idea, just because. You know, those old horror movies that everybody looks to, like, you know, your John Carpenter's, your Wes Craven's, all, you know, the classic era, um, they, I, any interview, well, not any interview, but mo- a lot of the interviews where they bring up, like, those social, you know, subtexts and, like, you know, the commentary that went into the film, like, a lot of times that stuff was all, like, retrospective added, you know what I mean? Like, it, it, it's something that a lot of times they weren't necessarily conscious of, not always, but that kind of shit kind of happened after, you know what I mean? Like, Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's and all and of the I'm about Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No. I, I was just going to say that, you know, the the easiest example of that is like the, you know, the the puritanical quote-unquote underpinnings of Halloween. 
John Carpenter has I've seen numerous interviews where he's like that was never something that we even you mm-hmm. know conceived of like but anyway. I, I I read a review <clears throat> of men after the fact that that sort of um sort of like was was a really good way of putting it and I couldn't put my finger on it because again like I like that stuff um and I think I've always felt that sci-fi and horror is some of the best genres to do that stuff with Absolutely. like to have some kind of social commentary be like political or or otherwise like the the review i read said she she wrote it um she had basically said back in horror movies kind of heyday before like pre-hereditary in the 80s and stuff like that and in the 70s you had a horror movie you wrote this horror movie and then and then you took a closer look at it and said like i wonder if we can like inject some kind of thing into this like maybe maybe this movie is sort of about this or maybe like we can use this scene as kind of a metaphor for this and it Mm -hmm. feels like now it is the metaphor comes first and then it's trying to weave the story into the metaphor instead of the movie coming first and saying like oh maybe this movie is about this like let's put in a scene here it was it was almost like a sneaky way to get in some smart thinking into what a lot of people thought was just like were like garbage you know trash movies um and that's not taking anything away from from men i mean that's just the way those those movies are now but on the flip side later on we went home and um we watched the new ty west movie x which ty west has kind of a spotty track record i know a lot of people that like the house of the devil and including my partner not a huge fan of House of the Devil. It's way too much of a slow burn for me, and I usually ah, like slow burn movies. Um, his next film, The Innkeepers, was like a really fun ghost story. That was really cool. And then he followed it up with um, like a found footage movie that was basically like a ripoff of, um, like it was like, what if Jonestown was a found footage movie? I don't even remember. The Sacrament. The Sacrament. Yeah, The sacra- Sacrament. So he's he's pretty spotty, but he came out with this new movie X, and um, it delivered kind of everything I I've been wanting um, from a newer horror movie. Um, super entertaining, <laughs> super bloody, super schlocky, um, and there are a couple like uh, themes in it, but those themes are in there because it works within the story and not the opposite of the story works for the themes. So it's very fun. It is, I, I feel like if, if Friday the 13th franchise ever came back to life after, after all of this, you know, legal garbage, give Ty West, cause they're obviously going to reboot it. There's no, there's like, no, there's, you know, that's going to happen. So you might as well give it to someone who at least kind of understands that world and like give it to Ty West, who is a a very good visual filmmaker who also understands the tone of it. It is like X is very cool, really simple plot, sort of starts out as what you think might be like a Texas Chainsaw Massacre ripoff, sort of, you know, small, small farmhouse in Texas. The guy who owns the farmhouse is renting out his like shack next door um, for super cheap for this group of people who are there to film an X-rated porno movie, and it takes place in the late '70s, and it's it's uh it's a lot of fun, 
and yeah, it was just like exactly what I was looking for, like blood, over the top stuff, a little bit of thematic stuff that makes you go like, hmm, yeah, okay, cool, but then goes like right back to to horror stuff, and and it's uh, yeah, it's really fun, and I think I I, I feel like people are gonna start making more of those now because I think people are starting to get a little burned out on the elevated horror thing. Um, so, you know, I hope, and it did well and it got good reviews. So hopefully that'll like open up more doors for people to like kind of go back to the basics there and make some more schlock garbage. <laughs> Well-made schlock. All right. I mean, full disclosure, this isn't a movie that's up my alley. So I will probably never see it, but, um, I'm I'm happy that it gave you what you were uh, what you're looking for in the the horror genre. That's good. All right, boys. Well, we are uh, we're an hour and four minutes. Holy shit! Uh, yeah, we uh, we got through it. Um, yep. Is there anything anyone else would like to uh, cover or bring up before we uh, move on out of here? Yeah, Top Gun's fucking amazing. It's one of the best movies I've seen in a long time. It deserves yeah. to make all the money that it made. Go see it so on IMAX. Just fit full disclosure on, on Top Gun, I believe that it sounds like all of us have plans to try and make that happen this week so we can get into a uh, nice in-depth conversation about um, our our predictions and, and what we thought of that movie. Hopefully we can do that next week. Uh, I think it sounds like most of us have plans to try and catch it this weekend. So Indeed. Um, we'll, we'll get into that next week. Uh, but in the meantime, again, you, you just look at, just go to Rotten Tomatoes right now and look at the reviews and you, you don't need to hear what we think. Go see it yourself. Um, cause it's getting, I mean, it is getting just massively good reviews from everyone that sees it. Um, and you know, again, take, take Foreman's word for it since the rest of us have not, um, I, I you Foreman, you said whenever we got together on Friday, you said that. Was it the best action movie of the decade? Is that what you said? Yeah, so far. If the decade started in 2020, yeah, this is easily. Or the last 10 years, maybe, is how you said it? I don't know, but it it, it was a it was a glowing, glowing review. Yeah. So, yeah. wonderful um, movie. We intend to see it here in the next couple days, so don't wait for us, though. Go go see it, and, and you know, you can compare your notes to what we come up with next week so tell tell your parents that 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 we're letting you go see it yeah tell your parents that the funny internet men told you to go see it <laughs> tell your parents <laughs> that the internet men said to go see top gun maverick tell them that we said it was okay yeah we we, we can get permission slips too i can sign yeah, we'll write you a pass yeah, yeah. for sure <laughs> um We'll do that like old person thing where it's like, here's three dollars, get yourself some popcorn and candy. <laughs> you get a sodi. <laughs> All right. If uh if there's nothing uh nothing else, anybody else got anything other than uh, other than the top gun piece? Which is that's Watch a good the boys. One. When's that drop? When's the boys drop? Friday. 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 Oh, that's right. So by the time this comes out, there should be an episode. Is it? Is it, it one of the all-inclusive, or are they doing weekly releases? They do week to week, unfortunately. Weekly. Okay. All right. So by the time the podcast comes out, this is your. Th let this serve as your reminder. Go and watch uh, season three of the boy. It is season three, right? Yep. 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 Season three of the boys drops today, the day that you're listening to it. So go, go, yeah, go check out 
episode one of that. Uh, anything else? Watch Ghost Adventures House Calls. <laughs> and Ghost of Mars, too. What the hell? Watch Ghost of Mars <laughs> and Ghost of Adventures House Calls. All right. Um, do we, uh, anybody want to do final thoughts? Or are we, are we just good? We're good? I'm good. I don't Watch have, Ghost I don't Adventures have, I don't House Calls. It's the funniest thing <laughs> that, I've ever that watched. That is the final thoughts. Yes. It's, it. Yeah, it's 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 hilarious. They're, Zach Bagans can't go because he's afraid of flying. So they'll just like put him on a computer and then he'll say that the, like this spirit went through the computer and started haunting him. <laughs> oh, that sounds fantastic. Man. How did he get to all those places that they investigated on the TV show? If he's afraid of flying, did he take big well, like on Madden? Here's here's the thing, Foreman. So there is. He apparently was in a in a really rough flight uh, like five years ago or so. So post that, every episode takes place in either the southwest or southern California. So it's only driving distance places. Like um, they've only driven to the southwest. And I my theory is that they're doing this Ghost Adventures house calls show to where they go to like other locations is because fans were getting sick of like. Like the why desert. are they only in the debt? Like why are they only in like investigating like saloons or like a couple places here and there in L.A. and Nevada? So I think it was like like uh, Discovery Plus being like, we'll give you a little something to play. <laughs> they get to go to New York. <laughs> this person is obviously mentally ill, but we're gonna make it seem like he's possessed by a demon. Right, so it's actually yeah. a pretty damaging show. Don't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> it's it has some very regressive ideas about mental illness. All right. It's like someone will describe like how they're being haunted and like what's happening to them and me and Ezra will just be like, kinda sounds like he's bipolar. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he's haunted by a demon. I think he's unmedicated. The last podcast said ghost alien or molested. <laughs> yep. Uh-huh. That's a good episode. That is an old episode. That's a, what a that's good an one. Old one. Oldie but goodie. Um, the answer is always molested, by the way. Always. <laughs> None of the other things are, are real. It's always molested. Always. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, I, my heart breaks, but it's just... Yeah, it's it's deeply sad, and I'm not making light of the trauma that those people have suffered. Not at all, but I think it, minimizing it by blaming it on alien fantastical... <laughs> Dream forces is the most ridiculous thing and not at all helpful. There was an episode of House Calls that we watched where the guy was breaking out in nervous hives because there were cameras and lights everywhere and they were like, a demon scratched you. Hmm. Oh, man. He was sweating. (laughs) And they were like, oh, it was a spirit from the spirit realm. It wasn't. It wasn't a spirit. Yeah, It was a PA in a black hoodie off camera. (laughs) They got haunted, too. (laughs) (laughs) they got haunted i saw it all right uh episode 20 heroes villains and rock and roll in the books uh congratulations on zach graff and doing his uh real quick cameo in obi-wan kenobi and uh we will see uh we will see you all next week Uh, yeah that's it bye